Section 46 of A Minor War History This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Hampton A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haynes Letter number 125 Point Lookout, Maryland, December 31, 1863. I am in Quint's sutler shop, writing on the head of a barrel. Quint, Atherton W. of Manchester, is sutler at the prison camp, and I help him a little, just enough to pay for the butter and other sutler's goods that I want. I have an ocean of waste time, and the arrangement is profitable and highly satisfactory both to Quint and myself. We had rather a jolly time here Christmas Day. First, there was a greased pig which made no end of merriment. He was one of those gaunt, ugly creatures that run wild in these southern woods. He had just been brought in and was as wild and savage as a wolf. So when his pursuers closed in, on, over, around, and under him, he made a gallant fight for liberty and freely used all the defensive weapons the Lord had provided him with. Then there were wrestling and sparring matches and a foot race. Seven boatloads of Negroes have come in from Virginia today. I was down on the beach when one load landed. There were 32 men, women, and children, all with their household truck, packed into one boat. It was a smart, likely-looking lot of contrabands, and no doubt some poor misguided rebel is now mourning the loss of several thousand dollars' worth of livestock. A great many of the Negroes that come in are probably from Maryland, but all are received alike and but very few, if any, of the refugees ever get back into their master's hands. January 1, 1864 I wish you a happy new year. I sat up pretty late last night playing muggins down at the sutler's shop. Colonel Bailey issued orders to company commanders this morning, which are received with greater satisfaction by the old boys than by some of the officers. The company funds which have been accumulating during the past two years now amount to a very considerable sum in each company. This money is in the hands of the company commanders, and the good it has done to the men to whom it belongs has been very slight indeed. In fact, some of the captains who have left the regiment have carried off the company's funds without making any account of it, and that was the end of it. Well, since these mercenaries came along, with hundred-dollar bills sticking out of every pocket, Captain Gordon has commenced using this fund that had been taken out of the hides of the old men to buy potatoes, onions, and other luxuries the greater part of which are consumed by our cussed subs. There is a bit of malice in this, attributable to a feud between Gordon and the bulk of the old men, for there have been several times in the past when this fund could have been used to very good advantage for the men it belonged to. The old boys were indignant, and Bill Ramsdell told Colonel Bailey, and he was mad, and this morning the company commanders were instructed that the company funds were to be used for the benefit of the old men only. By Gordon's account, the amount due each of the old men is about $6, and we are not willing to divide that with the subs. Letter 126, Point Lookout, Maryland, January 2, 1864 Cannot write a long letter now, but will in a few days. I have been hard at work all day constructing the walls for my new post office tent, and am very tired indeed. It will be on the extreme left of the field and staff line, and I will be a near neighbor to Bailey's sutler shop. Letter 127, Point Lookout, Maryland, 
January 10, 1864. We got about two and a half inches of snow a few nights ago, and although we have had pleasant weather since, it has been so cold that much snow still remains. During the past few days, the work of demolishing and cleaning out the shanty town where contrabands have quartered has been going on. The ground where the camp stood is a perfect labyrinth of rat holes, and the swarms that are domiciled there are almost inconceivable. Rat hunts are a standard amusement, and bushels of them have been unearthed and killed. In the regimental camps, they are thicker than flies in summertime and an awful pest, running over everything and everybody at night and stealing everything eatable they can get their teeth onto. But Jess Dewey has got the deadest open and shut on them. Some of the boys caught a little owl out in the woods and gave him to Jess. And since Mr. Owl assumed charge of affairs in that tent, rats and mice have given it a wide berth. He is a cunning little fellow, sits all day long on his box, pulling away at his piece of fresh meat. If you whistle to him, he looks up grave as a judge, and he is really a great addition to the company. Our mail is very irregular now. The boat that got in from Washington yesterday was three days late, being delayed by ice in the river. She had to break her way for fifty miles through ice thick enough to bear a man. One wooden boat attempted to force her way up the river, but was so badly cut up by the ice that she had to turn back. But we have a connection for outgoing mail by way of the Fortress Monroe and Baltimore boat, and I now send much mail that way. The prison camp is soon to be enlarged, and all the rebel officers now at Sandusky, Ohio, are to be brought here. I hear that 200 men from our regiment, with a battery, are going over into Virginia on a scouting expedition. Two of our tents' crew will, I expect, move out tomorrow. If they do, I shall be in no particular hurry to get into my new quarters, as Dan and I can be as comfortable as you please right where we are. End of section 46. Recording by Paul Hampton.